treat parents with humility and let them in on the struggles of their kids, right? And we can do it with grace and humility and, and, and decency. Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have some fun things to talk to you all about today. We are going to be talking about Governor Newsom thinking that he stands for parents and parents' rights, but that's not true. A press conference that parents actually put together here at the Capitol right. this past Monday an exciting event coming up next Monday that we would love to see you all here for, as well as we're going to talk about a little bit how you can fight for your rights here in Sacramento, but how it can also happen in your own community, and how CIF has been discriminatory towards girls in sports for a lot longer than you might realize. So Greg, do you want to kick us off about Monday's press conference? Yeah, so legislature here in Sacramento is back in session. They were off for a month, and they are back. And so they came here on Monday, and so did some parents. Mm -hmm. uh, parents uh, through a press conference talking about uh, some bills that they're very concerned about, threatening parental rights. Uh, the press conference was put on by uh, several different groups, the Freedom Angels, uh, FACTS, Law, Truth, and Justice, and Our Duty. We were out there recording, and if you go to our uh, Facebook page, you will see that press conference live. But it was great to see some people that we've been working with uh, featured uh, in this press conference. One was Sonia Shaw. Sonia Shaw is the president of the Chino Valley uh, School District, and she has been all over the press because she recently passed this policy that we've been promoting, uh, parent notification policy, which simply says, hey, parents should be involved in the lives of their kids, especially if they are changing their gender at school. Currently, the policy here in California and most school districts is keep that secret. Can't tell the parents. Parents could hurt those kids, you know, be dangerous to them if they are changing their gender and they don't like it. So, but but parents need to be know uh, know about every aspect of a child's life, uh, especially if they're gender confused. Uh, so we are trying to push this uh, policy to require school districts to you know let parents know when their kid is changing their name and pronouns. And so it passed in one school district, the Chino Valley. It also passed in another school district, Marietta Valley Unified School District. We know other school districts are also proposing it, and that is making quite a few people here in Sacramento very nervous, including the governor. So we're going to show you some uh, clips of the press conference. Bill Asaley, who is uh, a legislator here who wanted to introduce a parent notification policy in the legislature, but was denied even a hearing. Um, and then he encouraged us all to take it local, and we've done that. So he's going to speak. And surprising, and then Sonia Shaw spoke as well, and we'll go give you some clips of that. But at the same time, an hour after the press conference, our governor uh, in Elk Grove had a press conference of his own talking about his plan for the family and 
he was asked a lot of questions about uh, these parents uh, who were protesting. So we're going to talk about that. We'll we'll do some uh, have some clips here, and then we'll we'll comment on them. Yeah. So let's check out what Assemblymember Bill Asaley had to ha had to say at the parents press conference. That's right. Lastly, I want to just remind the the politicians in Sacramento who think they own us and they own our state. You don't own us. We don't live in a dictatorship. We don't even live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. Whatever you pass that tries to erode parental rights, you may pass it, but it will ultimately fail. It will fail in the court of law because it is unconstitutional and it cannot stand. So we, we welcome this fight. Bring it. Bring the fight. We want the public to know what your agenda is, and we want to run on this in the next election. Tell the people of California that you are against parents. Tell them that you think parents are a danger to their kids. And tell them that you want to indoctrinate and you want to impose radical transgender ideology on kids over their parents' objections. And good luck at the next election. Thank you. So he is taking on this issue. He thinks it's a great election issue. He wants to run on it. And so you got uh, the major powers at be uh, opposing, notifying parents, involving parents. And uh, he thinks this is a great issue to run on. And so I think and, that's great. Yeah. And honestly, it is a great issue to run on and focus on because let's be real. Governor Newsom had his press conference all about parents and education in school. He would have never had that press conference if we weren't finally pushing back and standing up for parents' rights. So people might be saying, well, calling in make a difference. Well, passing this policy make a difference. I feel like nothing makes a difference in California. It absolutely does because Governor Newsom is legitimately concerned about what we're doing. And all right. we're doing is making sure that parents are aware of what's happening in their children's lives. And he is scared of that because as much as he continues to say and all of his other little buddies continue to say that this policy is illegal. It's evidently not, and we'll kind of get into that, but it's not because that's why he's worried about it. Because we're passing something that's fully legal and protecting parents' rights, protecting the safety of children, but it goes against his trans and gender ideology. So he's worried, and we'll dive into a clip about what Governor Newsom had to say. It's foundational. There is no state, I'm going to make this claim, it's not a claim, it's not an even assertion, it's just a simple, fundamental fact. There is no state in America that supports local control and parental engagement like the state of California. No one comes close. Sacramento is working overtime to do all they can to keep things from, their parent, from us parents. They're working hard to use the education system as a pipeline to push their nasty, disgusting, vile agenda. And that little clip is uh, going viral on our Instagram account because anybody who's been involved in school boards, uh, who's been seeing what's happening, Temecula and uh, Chino Valley and all these school districts where teachers are keeping secrets from parents about the gender identity of their kids, where you got pornography, uh, books, the graphically sexual books being put into the libraries, you know, and all this pushback against parents who are upset. Everybody knows that California is not <laughs> uh, the, the best parental, uh, no, the, the, the state with the most active parental involvement. Um, that is, so it, it's kind of 
ironic that he feels the need to say that. Uh, it sounds like he's a little defensive. Well, he sa- says that after sending Tony Thurmond <laughs> down to the Chino Valley school board meeting and then having Tony Thurmond send a letter to the Marietta people. So he says that we have tons of local control, but then he keeps sending his people down to all these local meetings. So that's right, threatening. He was he threatened the school district with a fines of one point five million dollars because they didn't approve the curriculum that he wanted. That doesn't sound like local control. It yeah. Sounds like state indoctrination. We're going to force it on you. Yeah, local control until you disagree with what Sacramento exactly. is doing. And Let's be real. If they need to send anyone anywhere to fix what's going on locally, why don't you send some people to San Francisco and fix that mess that's there? But we have another clip of just Governor Newsom talking again. So let's check that one out. Hi, Governor Blake Jones with Politico. Um, You know, the attorney general and the state superintendent have condemned trans student policies coming out of Chino Valley Unified and um, out of Marietta, um, requiring schools to disclose, yeah, trans students' identities to their parents. And I wonder, A, what you think of those policies, and B, whether you believe um, school districts should have the authority to pass them. We, uh, we're working with legislative leaders. I'll be meeting with the speaker and the pro tem this evening. We'll be discussing it. I know that the LGBT caucus has uh, got some language they're working on. I haven't had the privilege of looking at it. It's a work in progress. So you don't have a position yet on well, these I have policies. a position more broadly, uh, but we're defining the terms of uh, our response and engagement, and I want to flesh that out, which is happening in real time, before I pine more specifically. Gotcha. Is there anything you can say more about your position more broadly? Well, I think my position is pretty well-founded um, as it relates to, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I, you may not have been alive. I don't mean this in a pejorative sense. I mean it quite literally. I was, I was around in the 70s when they did this Briggs Initiative where we, we basically said, if you're gay, you can't teach. And it was a big ballot initiative. And I remember a guy, former governor by the name of Reagan, who said, you can't catch gay like you can measles. And then I remember a year or so ago, the press secretary of a governor in Florida um, in this century, in this decade, who talked about anyone who opposed the Don't Say Gay Bill are groomers. So the assault on the LGBTQ community, the assault on the trans community, is I take very, very seriously. It's been a big cause in my life. You may know I've been at this for some time. 2004, married 4,036 couples from 48 states, eight countries around the world. Um, and, uh, and I think a little humility, a little decency is needed in these debates. Um, for the grace of God, go any of us. I mean, a loved one, someone we care deeply about that struggling with their identity, their gender identity, and I just think um, a little grace and humility. That's my answer to your question. Grace and humility is needed as we engage in this conversation, uh, and I look forward to doing that in partnership with the legislature. So he mentions there's nothing like the assault on transgenders right now, but let's be real, that's just completely an assault on females by letting these males use restrooms by letting males go into locker rooms of girls' locker rooms and their schools. And so this is assault on women, first of all. Second of all, he talks about God's grace. Let's be real, Governor Newsom has purposefully misused God's scripture multiple times. So I don't know if he's necessarily in a position to talk about God's grace. And I I hope he has God's grace upon him and I hope he comes to Christ, but he's just misusing and trying to use Christian language against us. 
And what are we talking about? We're talking about a notification policy that lets parents know when a kid is changing their gender identity. That is all we are talking about. And he has interpreted that notification as an attack on kids who struggle with their gender, right? And he's, he's also equating it to a, a bill that was introduced in the 70s to not allow teachers who identify as gay um, to be teachers, right? This has nothing to do with that. It's, it's so disconnected. We are simply involved the parent, involved the parent, right? Um, and, you know, if he, if he is encouraging grace and humility, um, great, right? Treat parents with humility and let them in on the struggles of their kids, right? And we can do it with grace and humility and, and, and decency. Um, but is, is that what he's really encouraging? No, he's, he's encouraging teachers to lie, to treat parents as a hate group, someone to be suspicious of. That, and that is just despicable. Um, come on, Governor Newsom. I mean, you don't want to be treated like that as a parent, to be assumed to be a bad guy. Um, you know, the school should be treating parents as though they love them until, you know, they have some evidence where they don't. Well, and it's the constant hypocrisy coming out of his mouth. First of all, his children are in a private school. They're not in public school. And so he goes around all these public schools. He wants to make sure they have these pornographic, sexually violent books in them. He wants to make sure that secrets are being hidden from parents, but I'm pretty sure he, that probably isn't happening at the school that his children are in, and he's probably aware of everything they're being taught and that they know. So it's just completely hypocritical. And also, like you said, Greg, it's the fact that he keeps saying, oh, like he's talking about like lesbian and gay people, and first of all, this policy doesn't have to do with them. If a student comes up to their teacher and it's a boy and he says, I like boys, the teacher doesn't have to tell the parents based off this policy, correct? No, the policy is just, hey, if, if a child wants to change their name, their pronoun, uh, or they want to use uh, the opposite sex bathrooms, mm -hmm. that that action on the student uh, triggers um, a notification to the parent. No, we're talking five, six, seven-year-olds, right? It's not, we're not just talking older teenagers. We're talking young little kids. Parents should be involved in their lives. And I get that right now it might be an easy time to give up on California or run away or be scared and all these things. But it's important to remember that what happens in California happens across the nation. And it's also important to remember that Governor Newsom's currently setting up himself to run for president, for president, whether it be this coming up election or the following. He will be running based off of all the actions that he is showing. And so if you don't like what's happening in California, we need to stop it here. And we'll continue to give you guys ways to stop it, to partner with us to stop it. But we need to fight. So Number. we also have with Sonia Shaw, if you want to explain to them the, the importance uh, well, and significance of her being on the cover of Sacramento Bee. Well, I've, I found it very interesting that the governor and Sonia Shaw and that these parents were having press conferences on the same day, and who makes it to the front page of the Sacramento Bee? And it wasn't Governor Newsom. Um, so uh, the actions of this school board member 
who just got elected, who was a soccer mom and a gym coach uh, before being elected, is now speak as being treated. Her her voice is being heard because uh, she stood up uh, and bravely uh, said, "Hey, you know what's happening at Sacramento isn't right." And now she's making the front page. She's competing with the governor for attention, and the press is paying, is listening and paying attention. And so there she is on the front page, and I just thought that was very interesting. And another thing on this whole issue with the parent policy, with the trans ideology happening in school and all these things, a lot of people keep thinking, how did this just happen out of nowhere? How did all of a sudden... Boys start identifying as girls, girls identifying as boys, boys are on girls' locker rooms. But it didn't just happen out of nowhere. In 2014, there was a bill that was passed, and that was the bill that then forced um, people, or not forced people, but allowed for people to use restrooms, locker rooms, play on sports teams based off their gender identity, not their biological sex. And so this happened under all of our noses about nine years ago, and that's why we are where we are today. But we need to stand up and start fighting what's happening today. Otherwise, 10 years from now, people are going to say, how did all this happen? And so we can't let things happen under our nose anymore. And Greg, can you maybe explain that bill from 2014 a little bit more? Yeah, AB uh, 1266. It was called the bathroom bill, kind of labeled that. Um, that's what we called it. Because it was going to let males into female bathrooms and females into male bathrooms, it uh, it passed. You know, a lot. What's it been? A decade ago, uh, there was actually even a recall. Uh, not a recall. Uh, there were signatures gathered to actually take it back off the uh, the rolls after the, it passed and was signed by the governor. That failed. Um, got wrapped up in the courts. Signatures were gathered, but a bunch of them were thrown out. Uh, strangely enough. Um, so that bill's been around a while. I don't think people really felt the effects of it right away. There weren't that many guys trying to compete on girls' swim teams, and uh, there weren't that many guys who decided they were female. But now it's becoming more acceptable to be uh, decide you're the opposite sex, and now it's really starting to affect female sports. Mm -hmm. Well, and like you said, people didn't notice the effects of it right away. So in 2014, that bill passed that allowed anyone to use restrooms, sports teams, locker rooms based off their gender identity. And we didn't see the effects of that right away. But then in 2019, we had the California Healthy Youth Act, which is the whole new sex ed curriculum being pushed in schools. And sure. if you have not done your research into what that sex ed curriculum is, it's completely horrible. It's pornographic. It's teaching you how to do things that most adults don't even know how to do. And well, now these children are learning it. No. And it's teaching you how to transition. It's teaching you same sex um, acts, all these different things. It, it, it mandated that you equate all opposite sex relations the same way and you treat homosexual activity and any kind of sex in general as the same. There could be no indication that one was any kind of sexual behavior was normal or any gender identity was normal all have to be equal at, under the guise of don't discriminate and so now we have more and more stuff pushed into the schools telling kids that you know gender is up to you to decide and so it's not surprising that we got more and more kids confused about their gender thinking that they're opposite sex insecure mental health problems with kids going through the roof, insecurity, anxiety, 
you know, kids are becoming more and more mess. Suicide rates are going up, you know, and I would, you know, is it not correlated with what we're teaching in school? I think it is. Yeah, it's extremely correlated to what's going on in schools. Again, 2014, you can now use locker rooms, bathrooms, all that based off your gender identity. 2019 is when the Sex Ed um, Health Youth Act passed. So now students are finally being taught by their I said team. 2015 for sex ed. Yes, but it didn't get an act. No, 2014 was when that bill passed. 2019 is when the California Sex um, Healthy Youth Act passed. And it didn't start getting implemented until... 2020 so like the year of covid but now these students are learning about all these different gender identities from their teachers and so it's no shock that now we're here where we're at in 2023 and so they've had a long time to plan this out and it's time for us to finally challenge it and no longer just be on the defensive side but be on the offense and that's what we're doing with these parent notification policies and challenging um all this but that um, ultimately leads into this Sunday, there's an event um, over in Davis, and we're going to be going through and talking about um, how CIF has been robbing girls of the ability to safely and fairly play sports in high school. So CIF is the um, group that's in charge of basically all high school sports here in California. And since 2013, they've had a policy that you can play the sports you want based off your gender identity. And so again, these things have been happening just right under our noses these entire time. But so we're gonna be kind of challenging that as well as teaching people about what CIF is doing because now we're finally seeing it play out. We're seeing girls being hurt. And how are you involved? Who's putting on this event? Yeah, so the Moms for Liberty of Yolo County is putting it on as well as Icons Women. And so Aaron Friday is also speaking at the event with our duty. Ali Snyder, who she's testified a bunch here at the Capitol, speaking out about it. And, and you. Yes, and I'll be there speaking um, at the event because and when I was in high school, I was a four-year varsity CIF player. Like, I did my time with CIF. And luckily, like, at the time, it was, I think, 2014 to 2018 or something like that when I played – Men, boys weren't playing on girls' sports teams because going back to the timelines we were getting earlier, people just kind of weren't aware of that happening. The whole gender identity stuff wasn't as extreme and crazy as it is today. But all I wanted to be when I grew up was a college athlete. And now little girls don't get the opportunity to do that because men are taking their spots on their teams when they should be protected from that. Or girls are being basically sexually assaulted in locker rooms because males are changing directly in front of them. And I'm sorry, if you're a male and you want to be changing in a girl's locker room, there's something wrong with you. That should be obvious. Yes. But, so that's this Sunday, so we'll kind of be posting about that event happening here in Davis. But Monday... That's a big day. We are doing the Parental Rights Rally. Uh, we hope to have hundreds and thousands mm -hmm. of folks coming out. Uh, and we're doing a rally slash lobby day. So if you go on our website, you will find at the very top um, a link to register for this event. Uh, once you sign up, uh, you will get information talking about coming to the Capitol on Monday. And we will do some train lobby training and separate you guys into various groups to help you go to the Capitol and lobby. Um, that starts at 9 o'clock. And then 11, we are having a rally on the west steps of the Capitol. Anybody who would like to, please come. We'd love to have thousands and thousands of folks. Actually, numbers matter. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if legislators see 
that thousands of people are showing up, they're thinking, wow, maybe this is a little, this is taking off. I need to pay attention to parental rights. And then we're everybody's been going off to the, uh, it's called the swing space where all the legislator offices are. And we will be talking to legislators and explaining it there. We have a list of bills that we are very concerned about uh, dealing with local control of school boards that's being under attack, uh, kids getting, you know, the ability to, to leave their family at the age of 12 to go to residential centers, um, you know, without any parental, parental permission or uh, knowledge. Uh, they're actually going to, this one bill is actually going to enable uh, judges to remove children from homes that are not uh, trans-affirming. That's unbelievably dangerous. can't even believe that's really happening. But it is, um, and let's not wait till it shows up at our doorstep before we say anything. Um, so we're really excited. We did this last year. We had, you know, 1,000, 2,000 people show up. Let's do that again. Yes, like Greg said, numbers matter. So show up Monday here at the Capitol. Let's make sure the legislators see that Californian parents know that parent rights belong to them, not to the government, not to the schools, but to them. So we hope to see you all here Monday in person. If you can't make it in person, we will be Facebook living the event. So 11 a.m. you'll be able to watch the rally. But again, make it here in person. We would love to see you all here. Numbers make a difference. And don't look back 10 years from now and say, how did we get here? We're giving you opportunities to help stop this from happening. That's right. Yes, yeah, so we will see you all here in Sacramento at the Capitol on Monday. See you later.